Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Todd Novak, the Guitar Knobs. You dirty... (laughs) (laughs) Jared Brandon. Brandon Wompick. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Hey, everybody, this is Todd Novak. We are super happy that you are with us on this beautiful show i don't know if it's beautiful it's not really beautiful it's a beautiful day and we're doing a show so i guess that counts hey we're beautiful people everybody's beautiful yes yeah so welcome to the guitar knobs podcast where we do what we talk about gear and noise and nonsense and we interview cool people doing cool things perfect specifically ice cream cones okay you're you're a lot of fun today (laughs) uh specifically we are talking to I'm uh, boutique builders <laughs> of guitars, pedals, amps, and other gear. Oh, yeah, those people yeah, too. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> like he said. So, if you are joining us for the first time, that's what this show is about. And I know that we have a lot of first time visitors because I've been monitoring the action on the social networks wow. and on Spotify. Our Spotify numbers are getting Ooh, really true to big. Roof. True so, to roof. if you haven't checked us out on Spotify, do that. Get out there, check it out, search for us. We're there. Speaking of awesome builders of awesome things, we've got somebody very special on the line. Hey, this is Seb from Ground Control Audio in Montreal, Canada. And this is Sam from Montreal as well, Canada. And I'm assuming you're also from Ground Control Audio, Sam. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Some guy (laughs) they just got brought in off the street. (laughs) He's the pizza guy. (laughs) Why not, right? Yeah. Well, we are often uh, happy I to have you here. Yeah, he does. Sam does the illustrations Sorry. that we've all seen on the pedals. Cool, beautiful H E double toothpicks. Yep, you bet. Oh man, this is gonna be such a good show. I I just want you to know, like, uh, I've actually gotten quite a few requests for ground control. Listen, everybody out there, I want you to know that it was a year, oh, maybe over a year ago when I did reach out to try to get this going. And was it? Oh yeah! Right after we right after we had Florian from Millimetric on, he's like, "You have to get to Seb on." Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's pretty good, Florian. Right? Yeah. Um, hello to Florian from Millimetric. Everybody, check out Millimetric Instruments. Awesome guitars, um, and check out our uh, podcast with Millimetric uh, a way a ways back. But yes, yes, we were trying to get you on for quite some time. You had a lot of pedal building going on, and there seemed to be always. Um, something new that you were about to release, but we, now we've got you here and yeah. we're, we're not going to let you go. <laughs> at some point you're going to have to, but yeah. right now I'm here. You <laughs> yes. had me at pedals. Yeah. Uh, you did. <laughs> I also want to mention, Jared, what's on the table here? What do we got here? Well, we have some gorgeous pedals. Yes, sir. We have in front of us the, we have the serpent. We have the blood oath, the locust, and the, I don't know how to pronounce Amaratsu. that. The Amaratsu. Amaratsu. I love the Amaratsu. Yeah, a lot of people do. I like that. We're going to get into all of this stuff coming up soon. But for right now, we're really light on the news, so I'm going to skip it all together. How about that? No, I'm just going to say, we did get some rad buttons in. They're, buttons. They're rad little lapel buttons for your uh, punk rock battle jacket. Um, so we're going to have those out at the live events, I think mostly. Um, okay. Because that... Those that costs an awful lot to just retro mail to everybody. That Maybe we give those for the fifty. I did that patrons. before for the barefoot button, and it damn near broke us. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's gonna go. That's gonna go forward on the on the uh, patrons and um, all that stuff. 
Yeah, I, I uh, had a little knob news, not really news, but I just wanted to thank David, a new listener for the great conversation we had through messaging, actually. He yeah. messaged us. Oh, messages. Excellent. We talked about shipping woes and how, you know, pedals we got lost and things like that. But right. I, I just wanted to say thank you, David. And uh, guys, send us messages and uh, get on the social media and talk with us. We answer back. We enjoy it. Yeah, for sure we do. Uh, it is, it's really great to hear from you all. Hey, you know what? Yes. I, uh, I got, I was contacted by a gentleman from Rode Microphones. You were? I was. He needs a pickguard project. I guess he's, no kidding. he's based on, I said, Hey, <laughs> we use your, your, your fantastic Procaster microphones. You mean everybody at Rode Microphones doesn't listen to our show? Well, apparently. <laughs> all the employees. I, I, I thought it was mandatory, but I, I guess it, be. I guess it's not. But it's anyhow. Bathroom music. So he is, uh, he is passing uh, our information on and we said we'd love to have them Absolutely. visit us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, you bet. Maybe that'll that'll happen. It'd be great. Yeah. They make good stuff. Road, thank you for the microphone setups for doing our awesome podcast. I particularly like the articulating arm. You do like the articulating arm. All right, everybody. We've got a lot to talk about today, and I know a lot's been going on in our music world. I'm going to lead off with Big Tony Baloney here, and... Um, Got uh, nothing. I, yeah. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> that was my line. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, what's going on? Hey, well, last time uh, we talked a little bit, I'm putting together the um, uh, Tele, there's like a 72 Tele Custom style yeah. from a body that I... I saw that today and like, I just, <laughs> I, I was like, I, I started reaching in my pocket to get my wallet. Like, it is that well, awesome. It's, it's as far as it's going to get for right now. I have a neck on order. So this is going to be a maple neck, a one piece maple neck yep. with black block inlays. Definitely great. So that is on order uh, from, I guess I can say the name, Musicraft. Yeah, sure. Uh, in New Jersey, they make fine necks. Yep. And uh, so it'll be a couple of weeks before that comes in. So I, I shan't talk about the guitar. Oh, man. But I would like to say I put um, a pair of Jared's pickups in. Woo! And uh, this is a wide range humbucker in the neck. Yep. Uh, which is, I think, one of his best pickups. Absolutely. Thank you. If not the best, one of. And uh, something new that he put together for me to test out in the bridge position, which is a standard Tele pickup. Mm -hmm. But apparently it is a double coil. Maybe you can explain what that what that Tele pickup is. Yeah, so there are two coils. It looks like a single coil, like a traditional Telecaster pickup when you look at it. But if you took the center of the pickup and cut it in, in half, um, so you have three poles on each side, then each, each of those uh, three poles, uh, there's a coil wound around each of the three magnets. Oh, so cool. Two, two coils side by side. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not the only guy who does this, but I, you know, I, I uh, actually had the uh, flat work cut for this three or two or three years ago and i'm you know i had some time and i thought i think tony would appreciate uh, one yeah. of these so it's a hum canceling yeah. bridge pickup yep oh which leads me to you know three poles walk into a bar i was i was trying to think <laughs> of, I, tony can say that because he's polish that's right yeah purebred yep. yeah right Two groups of three i want to hear from sam what's going on in your music world this week uh good question um been writing <laughs> yeah yeah i've been doing a little writing for our 
uh, myself and Seb have started a new band. I figured since we do so much pedal work together, we may as well test it out somehow. Right on. Sweet. So I've been, uh, been just writing some tunes and yeah. About it. What, what kind of uh, music is it going to be? Man, the question. <laughs> uh, I want to say happy emo with a, a, <laughs> okay. a twinge of mathy guitar. Awesome. Uh, okay, so a, a lots little, of a effects. Little that's, what we're, that's what I'm hearing. Exactly. Oh, oh, no exactly. <laughs> Barely any. Right. <laughs> no effects. <laughs> Straight <laughs> cable into amp into guitar. Yeah. That's like uh, emo, that's like a new kind of emo. Somebody make up a a, a new uh, genre for that. <laughs> a no, no effects emo. No effects emo. Yeah. Uh, okay. And exactly. uh, while you're online, Seb, how about what's going on in your music world? I wish I had a lot of stuff going on, but actually I've been putting off so many things for like so many months. Like I'm sort of in a habit of putting things off, as you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do know. (laughs) Yeah, like I have like this track that needs uh, probably the neck straightened on and new new strings for one. And I have... uh, Wait, a Strat? Yeah, oh, I think you just, just you just need a new just guitar and get a telly. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. But I bought it. It was so cheap and it plays so well. Uh-huh. And uh, then I have this Thinline Telecaster that um, it it spent like months in the in the dry room. So like mm-hmm. it's like the neck atrophy a little bit. So I think that needs a little bit of fret work. Oh, because like yeah, oh, try, right. try, like putting, get, try getting a little moisture into it. You know, it, it usually, I mean, it works better on acoustic guitars, but like if you put a uh, case humidifier and close the case, keep, keep some moisture in there. That might with a night with a couple of Cubans cigars. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't, you don't, you don't mean just, you don't mean just soaking it in water or bring no, it, no, don't, don't soak it in water. <laughs> okay. okay. You could try okay. that, but yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend I'd, that. I'd take a bath with my guitar. <laughs> so yeah, I have that and I have another, telecaster that i wanted to like the the neck pickup only works in in, in the summer it doesn't work in in winter <laughs> right i have it's no explanation no explanation at all anyways i have like lots of guitar stuff to have done or to do and have been putting it off for so long and i let sam do all the writing for for the band so i'm not i'm barely having anything to do with that so that's that's pretty much it besides that it's just like building what's right what's the uh the repair shop slash luthier uh availability up in montreal i would imagine there would be quite a few of them well florian does most of the oh, things florian? that i need hey, so hey florian <laughs> yeah i mean we're good friends so he does he does like he does this but for me I'm going to uh, put a little, little, like, accordion music right there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he, hope he writes me a check or something. No, no. <laughs> but, yeah, but I know there's there's a lot of luthier, like, around Montreal. Like, we have this, well, Florian, again, is organizing with other people this um, guitar show, like, Sonar. in September. Sonar, yeah. yeah. Like, last year was the first, first year, and this year just... The second year we're going to be there, Man, I wish and uh, yeah, there's like so many uh, guitar building people in New Year's. It's crazy. Wow. So yeah, most of them I don't know though, because a lot of them are into like more acoustic and classic stuff. There's a couple of electric guitar makers 
huh. there also. So I know there's a lot of them, but it's I don't know a lot of them like personally. Well, it sounds like you need point. to. Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like last show. year, I was <laughs> last year I was too busy like tending my boots, so I didn't really have time to walk around and meet up with people. Right. I'll see what I can do this year. I get you. I get you. Uh, let's see here, uh, Jared. Well, a continuation from the last podcast about uh, the mysterious thing that I had happening. I was talking about the uh, the the guitar. And that I was really jonesing to buy, and I did uh, put some money down, and I actually sold other other things to you know fund this other guitar, and I was I was successful in doing that. Did you sell some pickups? I sold some pickups, but I I mostly used uh, the sales from you know guitars and just equipment and things that I just had had laying around for years that have you know pretty good decent good value that sold quick yeah. and, and uh was able to fund this guitar and it's a guitar that I've been wanting to own for a very long time it's been, kind of been on my bucket list and uh that guitar being a 1970 uh Gibson Les Paul custom and it's in really good shape and it it is aged beautifully and it has not been messed with. That's like black, right? It's black. It's a, it's a two pickup, not the three. It's pickup. a two pickup. It's exactly what my father had, and the that's old hardware. That's why I I wanted it. What do you mean your father had? Like he sold it? My father had one, and he sold it in nineteen like seventy three, and he bought the acoustic guitar that I have now. Right. Oh, it's, it's not the same guitar. Just for clarification. Yeah, that's it not, might be. It it could be, but I highly doubt it. But uh, <laughs> Anyway, it's it's it, the one that he had. It, guitars from the late '60s and early '70s of Gibson. That, that was a big transitional period for a lot of their models. So it's it's a great it's a great version of a, a Les Paul. That, well, uh, the Les Paul was really reintroduced in like 1968. It was uh, after they stopped making them, and the you know '60 I guess was the last year that they actually made them yeah so a lot of the uh the so ones from that earlier 65 les paul it's an sg <laughs> yeah and it's not a les paul and it's not a les paul at yeah. that point from but uh but yeah that, that that's pretty cool but a lot of those you know late 60s early 70s a lot of the parts and the tooling and everything uh from the are, 50s. Are from, are, it, yeah. it potentially could be that's cool uh, that's excellent so i finally got this thing and i wanted to thank dan Shin from Lazy Guitars for we got to get them on absolutely for uh, uh, letting me know about that guitar. I I asked him years ago, years upon years ago. Hey, if you ever get one of these guitars and let me know, I'll I'll check it out. So, so that's I think that completed my quest and bucket list for guitars. Wow, wow. you need a new bucket list, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Start over. I'm I'm 40, so <clears throat> I don't know. I think I'm just gonna enjoy what I have. But what is going on in your week, Todd? Thanks, Jared. <laughs> uh, man, I am. I was like, I could hardly even contain myself. I uh, picked up a new amp. Uh, I was looking for something new because everybody has heard me complain about it, it's a great sounding amp, the the Fender Blues Deluxe. But I mean, it sounded really good. But I I can't go from zero to one hundred with one tick of the of the yeah. knob. I, I just can't do it. What they do. And um, 
So I was looking for something around 20 to 25 watts uh, tube and with some nice mid and pretty much nailed it. Uh, I did a trade with a really good dude uh, here and uh, who's also a fan of the show. I, I won't say his name so that, you know, you know, protect the innocent. Uh, <laughs> but he was uh, looking to move his Supro Black Magic T and uh, it, it was in modifying condition. Nice. So Super we did a little, uh, did some trading and some money shaking and um, mostly my money was shaking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I brought it home and, and, I, and I really love it. Yeah, so I'm super excited. It's this week. Great amp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anybody knows, for long-time <laughs> listeners, <laughs> Todd is a fickle one. Uh, uh, and I might have had it at home in, what, five minutes, and I hit Tony, and I said, I want to make the grill gold instead of silver. <laughs> oh, boy. Can't live well enough alone. I know, I know, but so it, it looks so cool. Well, it would match all five of your guitars. If I you know. Did. That's what I'm saying, man. Nice. But what's really neat, the, the, uh, actually, the best feature about this amp that I bet few people know is that when you turn the lights off at home and you're walking around in the dark, you can still see it. <laughs> that grill is amazing. Yeah. It's just incredible. But it's a great sounding amp. I'm really thrilled with it. The only problem is now I'm I'm having to to like basically re-engineer all my pedals to my guitars with, through that amp, and it is a, it's it's kind of a weird amp because it's got it's got two inputs. The first input controls input one and two, <laughs> and in in uh, parallel, mm-hmm. and the second input is just input two, so it almost sounds like you have. Two, it, well, they are two independent channels, and you're just mixing them. Eh, but there's no metaphor there. <laughs> that's that's really what it's doing. So basically, you plug into channel one, you're in both channels. Right. Or you can plug into channel two, which disconnects just, from right, channel one. Right. And what it does, it just gives it a fuller... It, um, it like doubles up. I, it feels like it gives it a little bit of a bass a base boost, uh, just a touch. Um, it, just, it makes it more rounder. Uh, and well, a I mean, fuller. that's right. You know, like and, with a four input amp, you, right. if you run a jumper across, you can, and, well. and on the high end as well, and on the high end as well. So it just kind of adds a little mojo, a little sparkle to it, which is nice. going to be just nice. a different preamp. I don't, yeah, I'm not I, sure. I if think there are two, two, dis, two distinct preamps and they that must too, be because otherwise I don't know why they'd even bother doing that. But yeah. that's, that's a good question. And I haven't been able to find any information out on that yet. So if you know, shoot me a note, let me know. Uh, that includes you, Supro, and I have a uh, invitation out to them, and they were they I have not they have not responded yet. They're busy making cool stuff. But anyways, <gasps> well, ah! one, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Okay, dudes or dude, or you decide how you're going to do this from Ground Control Audio. What is your four on the floor? Oh, that was that one wasn't easy. Um, like, like I said earlier, like we have this new band, Simon and I, and I, we don't really use that many pedals. So like this morning I went through like my, I have this crate where I keep like most of my pedals and I was like, all right, so what am I going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up like picking a couple that I really like and that are maybe useful to me, like uh, from a company standpoint, maybe. So yeah, let me start with uh, the MXR carbon, carbon copy, like the, their mm-hmm. analog delay. Um, 
I've had this one like for years. It's actually my second one because the first one I had like broke down and I couldn't fix it. So like this is seriously like I've had like a lot of delay pedals in the past and this one is like easily my favorite one. Like it's small and it's it sounds really good and uh, it's really straightforward to use. And uh, yeah, I think basically like everyone should should have one on their board. Like it's it's also affordable like compared to a lot of Oh Other yeah, I, I agree. I th I've, I've used the carbon copy, and I, I think it is. I mean, it, it, it's a simple to use pedal. It's it doesn't take up a lot of board space, yeah. and it's an it's you know it's it's an old analog delay. Yeah, I, I think that there's there's a, a time and a place for like super mega complex stuff, and sometimes you just want like I I just need it to do the thing, and that's it. So yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly. So yeah, I mean, it, it sounds it sounds really warm, and it's, it's just it's just it's just so easy to use. Perfect. So, uh, number two. Yeah. Um, this one is it's the uh, TC Electronics Ditto. Like I have a version two. Like they have like three versions now, I think. Right. Uh, and I really wish I had version one. Like version two is a little bit bigger, and uh, it has like other functions like reverse and slow down. Oh, for those who don't know, I think I should mention that it's uh, it's a looping pedal. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, so personally, I don't really need like the reverse and slow down feature. So I would, I would like, I'd be down to trade it for a V1 uh, straight up. So uh, yeah, I think, I think that it's good for uh, layering stuff when you're writing new music when you're by yourself and you don't have another person playing guitar. Mm -hmm. So, and I remember like spending, I still do it like once in a while, but like spending hours and hours just sitting there and looping and playing with like a bunch of other pedals and getting lost in, uh, in whatever comes, comes It's comes a great way it. to sort out a, a good lead too. Like if you're trying to just figure mm -hmm. out like a specific part that just needs a little extra something. Ah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Very also true. very good for um, uh, pedal shows. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. And I know that a lot of also uh, demo guys use these loopers. Yeah. So that they can have their track playing over and over again. And they can play with the knobs and stuff. Yeah. The knobs on the pedals. Um, <laughs> so we, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got myself into that yeah. one. <laughs> uh, what do you have for number three? Um, this one, I use it for guitar shows. It's the Nudibur Iconoclast. Like I remember like last year when I was, I've only done like two, two guitar shows so far. Like last year, like last time terrible, I did Sonar. And then like in May, I think I did the Stumbox exhibit right here in Montreal mm -hmm. and I didn't have anything to, 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 so that people could just come up to my booth and listen and play around with, with guitar. And so I started looking around and I looked into speaker sims and then, um, a lot of those were like more expensive and bigger and more complicated, but I really wanted something like in a super small format that I could bring with me. And then Uniber just, just were coming out with the Iconoclast. I think they unveiled it in, was it Sarmanam like two years ago or uh, a year ago? I don't quite remember. Anyways. So yeah, so uh, I just bought it and it's super easy to use. Like you don't get just to like, like, oh, I want to sound like this cab and this cab. You just have like three 
three like tone knobs, but like each knob also has like another way to describe its functions. Like the base one is like the size of this, the cabinet, like look on the lowest setting, it's like a 112 or oh. 110, I think. And then the, the more bass you give it, like the bigger the cabinet and stuff like that. So I think it's it's really useful. And with a good pair of headphones, it sounds really, really good. Awesome. That's smart. And um, for my uh, fourth one, uh, actually, um, I wanted to talk about like, I re- one, one thing that I really like doing since I've started building pedals is like um, trade pedals with other builders. And like there's um, Amish from Southampton pedals, oh, yeah. which were on your show. Who was on your show? Like a couple episodes ago and i've been doing a couple of trades with him and lately i've been playing around with one of his overdrives the fifth gear uh it sounds pretty good it sounds that pretty is, um, and that's a fun one too the yellow with the car on it yeah uh i think that I, I don't, well i don't want to spoil anything but i think that he's coming up with uh a second version of that one but i think he's in it already i think that's uh, a great idea if i hadn't heard that and um yeah he like he he makes some really solid stuff yeah he does and uh yeah he's gonna be in sonar also like in um in september wow i'm really wanting to go up there but there man there's a lot going on around that time so uh we'll see what we can do um that is a solid uh list my man well done Thank you. That was a lot of pressure, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, we find that pedal builders do have the most pressure in doing that. Uh, oddly enough, like it's it's funny because you said, "Well, we don't really do a lot of pedals." <laughs> I was like, "Says the pedal builder." You know? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I think I feel I feel like we're so busy like building them and coming up with them. Like we we don't spend as much time as maybe we should, like playing with playing around with them. Other pedals, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, let's. Uh, speaking of other pedals, we've got your pedals right here. And, oh, that's right. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to to finally be able to talk and to talk about them. Um, you know, we've uh, when I first uh, sent out notice to you, I think Blood Oath was um, uh, really the the uh, the main one out. And you had just introduced, you were just about to introduce the Amaratsu. Uh, and, uh, I, th- and then you came out with the, with the serpents and, you know, it's just kind of escalated from there. So I've just been watching from afar, like, Hey, I'll come on someday. <laughs> yeah. One day it was, it was my fault. Mostly. <laughs> I was really beginning to think you really, truly didn't like us. And you know, I was sad. <laughs> no, no not the us, just you, oh, just me. Okay, just right. you. Yeah. But not, nothing like that. Nothing like that. that. I can buy that. So, um, uh, for those of you listening who are not familiar with ground control audio, if you can get to your phone or a computer and give a look-see so you can understand what we're talking about. Uh, and if you, um, if you can't do that, then just hang on tight and we'll talk all about it. Definitely at some point, look them up and see what this is all about. Why don't you start with where, how you got started in, in your music world? How, how did that all come about? Yeah, well, I feel like this is, this isn't the most exciting story probably. Like I was, I've been playing guitar since You're a I was. Hell of a salesman. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. 
So, no, yeah, like, I've been playing guitars for, like, 20 years. And, uh, like, a couple of years ago, I, I, well, for the first, like, 15 years, maybe, I wasn't really into, into gear. Like, I remember buying my first pedal in, like, 99, maybe, but I didn't really like it. And for most of my 20s, I used to just play guitar straight into amp and not really bothering with with gear you know i just had my guitar and didn't really bother trying to find out like if i could maybe get a better guitar uh, guitar or get a better amp or anything like that so uh do you remember what your first pedal was yeah it was the dod punkifier and it was awful <laughs> <laughs> like i remember back then i was trying to start a punk band and i just got sold by the fact that it was written punk over it's it and it was punk. like yeah yeah i was just, close i was just close put, to just that. press this button you'll be yeah. it <laughs> yeah. my first was the dod overdrives yeah oh man Mine i don't know the if DOD you delay <laughs> oh yeah was it were they good uh, it was very good. Uh, I actually just recently sold it for like really stupid cheap because it had that giant plug on it and I was done. Mine ah. was an MXR <laughs> Distortion Plus. Oh. Classic. Yeah. Sam, what about you? What was your first pedal? Uh, I think it was one of Val's actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's legit. I, uh, That's legit. I, I've never yeah been into pedals really until we started building them ourselves. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, got to start somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, so, um, like, I'm not originally from Montreal. I'm from, like, a city a little bit, like, further east. And uh, I moved here for professional reasons, and I started to, like, I, I really focused on my on my career. Like, I'm a web developer. as my day job. Uh -huh. so, so I really focused on this, and I really didn't touch a guitar for maybe a year. So after a while, I started playing again, and I, it's like it's like I got reacquainted with it for a while, and then one thing led to another. I started buying pedals, and then I got like you know like gas, the gear acquisition syndrome. I got it hard, so I started buying a lot of them, and it got like really expensive really quick. So I just like remember one night just browsing like Instagram and looking at other builders and. You know, like you have this, I don't know if it's everyone, but I had this idea that electronics were built by nerdy engineers and lab coats or whatever. So anyways, I just, so well, I found out while looking at, at pictures that there were actually guitar players just like me. So I figured if these guys can do it, why not me? Wait, so, stop right there. Stop right there. <laughs> Everybody. I okay, so we've all, we've we've come to the show part in the show almost inevitably when every single builder we have basically recognizes that they start out saying, "Wait a minute, I don't know how to do this. These guys are doing it. I'm like these guys. Maybe I can do it." That's right. Yeah, I feel like a lot of us probably have the same, like, I don't want to say biffy, but maybe like we found out that it was something accessible to most people, if not everybody, mm -hmm. pretty much the same way. So I just started pretty much like everyone else. I just, just Googled how to build guitar pedals. And it was like, I opened the door on a whole other universe. I found out there was this very living and very not recent DIY and hobbyist 
2015 going on. So I started reading forums, Reddit, and, you know, like other people, what they were doing and just trying to orient myself into this new, this new world. And after a while, I just, I, I knew really early on that I wanted to make it like a company, not so much for, you know, like for profit or to make money because I already was uh, making a living from being web developer. But You're trying to say that you're loaded, Seb? <laughs> not at all, not at all. <laughs> but like back then I didn't have a band and I hadn't had one for a couple of years. So I wanted to, for me, like building pedals was going to be like an outlet to maybe like participate in something creative through like more from the background. Get what I mean? Yep, yeah. yep. So anyway, so I just started reading stuff and like I found out about like cloning and you know the whole controversy of like selling circuits that already exist and all of this all of this all of these things and so at one point I like I'm not an engineer at all I don't have an engineering background or studies or anything but I decided that I wanted to um come up with my own circuits so I just I wanted to go further because to me, like the challenge of searching and experimenting and coming up with my own thing is, is pretty much the same thing as in my day job mm -hmm. where you need to like yep. think of solutions to come up with, with something. So, so yeah, I spent like the better part of the following that was in 20, uh, late 2013 and 2014. I spent the better part of the following two years, like reading books and watching videos and reading tutorials and just experimenting and buying like components and you know like pretty much same way everyone else learned and did it so um name ground control was like suggested to me by a friend and like to me to me david bowie was the bad guy in the labyrinth movie i never personally i never was really into his music so I didn't get the reference until somebody else told me, but I still went with the name. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. So uh, in 2016, um, I think it was February, um, I had my first project, the Blood Oath, uh, ready with a very, very, very bad looking enclosure. Like I made the artwork myself and it's, you can barely tell what it is. But yeah, so I came up with that and uh, I put out the website and just like, quote unquote, launched. It was anything bad. I just like put the website online and started posting on Instagram under the ground control audio moniker instead of my own personal account. Mm -hmm. And from it just started from there. Man, that's, I never am not inspired when I hear somebody who's just like, I don't know, I just wanted to figure it out and I did it. Yeah, but I feel like it's pretty standard. <laughs> it it is, but it's one of those things that, that you know, if you haven't done that or if you've been thinking about doing that, it isn't one of those top of mind things. We just assume that everybody is like uh like our friend Mike Trombley or something who's like a, a digital engineering whiz. These are relatively simple machines, but having something that you are making your own version of is where it starts to get daunting. Cause I think most of us uh, have probably entertained the idea or we have already picked up like a, a, a pedal kit and it's one thing to follow directions. It's another thing to say, 
I want to take this into realms that it, this doesn't currently exist in and put my own thumbprint on it. And, and uh, I, that's the exciting part for me when I encounter new pedals is that somebody took a chance, somebody thought about things, somebody put a lot of work into making sure it sounds good uh, and that it sounds unique. And I think that's, that's special. And there's, there's so many, so many special things out there. And then on top of that, you, you put some great graphics and you know, that's, it's, it's fantastic. I remember doing my, my first pedal uh, on a kit. There was a note on it that said, if you want to try a different, and I was like, anybody that knows me right now, is like, I'm going to mess with it. So I, I tried a couple different resistors in it. And to me, even though that particular build was my first one, and it was super exciting. That was the super, super exciting part, right? I, it is. I, I'm putting my own twist on this. It is. But I mean, regardless of how, how far you want to push it, like I know, like I, I just want to make sure that I'm sending the right message. Like, I mean, I, I, I do come up with like my own circuits, but then again, I mean, like you said, they're relatively simple machines and like I could tell you of people that are way 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 beyond anything that i could imagine doing like sure. i mean there's only so many ways that you can clip the signals and create distortion there's only so many ways that you can like do reverb and delays and whatnot and at at, at some point you, you like i'm never going to pretend i've invented anything i just enjoy like finding out how to do something by myself instead of just like oh let's find uh this and this schematics and like do a PCB, like a circuit board layout for it and just send it to printing and claiming as my own. Like, I don't want to do that, but I know people that do that and that's fine. That's just sure. their, their way to do it. And then if they enjoy it and they like to share what they do, that's, that's, that's as good as what I do. So that is solid, man. I can dig it. Um, when you've came out with your first one, Blood Oath, what happened? You, you put it out there and then what? Nothing. <laughs> now, um, like, I remember putting it out, and like, for the record, I would like to come clean and say that the first Blood Oath was not my own design. I got tired of waiting, and the first Blood Oath was a modified, somewhat modified clone of the Timmy Overdrive. But in my defense, I only sold two. So. <laughs> Honestly, so, uh, the best you're, Yeah, you're all clean now. Uh, and like, we have we have this Facebook group with like maybe a dozen other builders and Paul Cochran is on. Maybe I should tell him. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'd be flattered. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's not really talkative. But anyways, so yeah, I did this and like like any other company in every other industry that is out, you need traction. You need your brand to like, okay, I've, I, I've been working most of my career in, in, digital agencies and that's very close to the marketing world so i'm i'm not going to say that i know things about marketing but i'm a little bit familiar so like i know that rule number one is for anyone to buy your product they need to recognize your brand and most people won't buy something on like the first time they see something they need to become familiar with something right so before selling anything i needed to have like the company they like seen yep places so i just started posting on instagram over and over again then i started like reaching out to demo guys on youtube and like just figuring out all of this whole thing worked so i had uh eric from living room gear demos in norway 
this is my first demo of the blood of mm -hmm. and uh i remember when when this came out like and he had like somewhat of a sizable viewership and i was so excited just looking at the view count on youtube would climb up like and and for the first time in my life i had done something and i could see like so, like that many people be aware of it right so that was really exciting and like i remember one time i was i was recovering from eye surgery like i was just laying there on the couch just doing nothing and i remember like my phone vibrating in my pocket like an email just came in and it was my first sale like i think i remember the guy's name oh wait no i don't um but he was from <laughs> i thought i did uh, a guy was from germany and he he had just bought it like from watching the demo and i got so excited i remember texting anyone hey i made my first sale so that's pretty much what happened and i sold another one to a co-worker and then uh, nothing so after a little while uh then yeah nothing nothing um after a little while i met sam sam was a co-worker of uh my roommate back then so we met and we started working together mm -hmm. and like because he was obviously so much better at graphic design than i was so and summer Nam was also coming in a couple months so i was already i had already been working on two other designs like the locust which uh was this really raw and aggressive and abrasive distortion that i had wanted to 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 release and the amaterasu which i wanted to cover the gain spectrum first because well they're pretty much the easiest things to to do to build and to design as you you learn these things you right know? well so, I think that's, a, that's a good idea i mean it, it, you you laid down a really good foundation um of that of gain um yeah but there's also like the well i want to say danger of getting like this sort of stigma about being like a company that only releases drive pedals because there's this yeah i know where you're going with that and i would like to pre-defend you, <laughs> if you <laughs> thank you if you don't mind <laughs> I, uh, not at all the whole thing about you know pedals is like yeah occasionally somebody will come up with something completely brand new there's guys that focus on you know super wacky pedals there's ones that focus on incredibly complex pedals there's ones that are, do like insanely efficient uses of the pedal and there's room for all of that as long as you can put whatever degree of your own kind of dna into that pedal those of us who, who like pedals which you know i could think i can safely say as most of our audience we want variety whether it's a guitar whether it's an amp whether it's a pedal it's like we're That's we true. want we're constantly searching wanting what the next thing is and we can have multiples of all these things uh, that's part of the, that's part of the fun, part of the collectability of it. And part of the thing saying, you know what? I don't want this particular pedal that maybe everybody else has. I want the one that's just kind of a little bit different. And that's what my signature sound is going to be. So I, you know, if you want to do it, do it and, and make sure you got your own, uh, your own little bit of DNA in there and, and you're fine. I think yeah, anybody I, that's poo-pooing like, oh, you guys only build drive pedals, is like, man, <laughs> screw that. No, I completely, room. I completely agree with you. I mean, it's just that there's, like, the 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 quest for tone is infinite. Like, you can 
change up your board and your pedals like every week and you'll never get tired of it. And there are so many choices right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think we're in a basically a golden age of effects. Like there's so many of them and so many great pedals also. But yeah, like there's, there's this people get to associate, I think, like it's my own personal theory, but I think people associate like familiarity with, with maybe being easy to design. Like, oh, there are so many overdrives, so they're, they've got to be easy to come up with. But I feel like they're probably the hardest designs to come up with. Like they have drive pedals are, as far as feel, are the kind of circuits that you have like the most flexibility with. Like if, if you want to come up with like a delay pedals, like you have to basically choose like a delay solution that's already in there. Like whether it's uh, this like particular hardware or this particular hardware, like they are basically like ready-made delay uh, chips Mm -hmm. that you integrate into your circuits. And that's basically how you do it. Like there's only like a few people that are going to go as far, uh, so far as to write their own, digital like delays or reverbs or whatever effect you want to think of so at some point getting into like you know chase bliss and trombley and red house and stuff like that yeah that that's a whole other level i'm not saying i don't want to go there but that's that's maybe in a couple of years now (laughs) i'm not there yet i don't think that's exactly that's that's the measure of good or success either it's just it's just different that's all um in my opinion now everybody else is welcome to theirs uh, let's talk about the pedals we have. In, <clears throat> sorry. Let's talk about the pedals we have in front of us. Uh, we have the blood oath and you started to talk a little bit about that. And people are probably familiar with this pedal by now. Uh, this has got two, was it the Ravens or crows? What are those? Oh, you gotta ask Sam, but I think they're crows. I think that we have this little Viking theme going on. Sam, if you want to talk about it. Uh, yeah, they're Ravens. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> They're magpies. Um, okay, so tell us. Yeah, so, well, Sam, since we have you on the line right now, why don't you tell us about how you came up with the idea for the, for the what was the thing behind the graphics here? Uh, actually, it was pretty easy from, I mean, the name Blood Oath. There's only one thing that came to mind. It was Vikings. And so, oh. uh from there. That's funny. That uh, was like such a direct connection for you. And we were all like, where does, what, <laughs> what? Blood Oath, Ravens, what? Vikings? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was so a they. first iteration of it with a, uh, a Viking horn, uh, which was scrapped kind of immediately. I think we sold a few of those, but then I did this uh, redesign and it was kind of based off that as well uh, from like a, Odin's Rave, Odin's Ravens. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So we have some, some semblance of why that is called Blood Oath. Now everybody, you can put all, everybody can sleep at night now. So we've all been wondering. The first version was pretty random. I just had to come up with a name and it just came out. And like some people told me that the name Blood Oath was sounding really too violent and they were expecting like a pedal for doing metal or hardcore Doom. yeah yeah probably well i thought that too when i first thought i was like geez <laughs> Blood and, uh, <laughs> Blood. also like 
The first uh, art redesign also came up with an actual uh, hardware redesign. Like like I said earlier, the first version that we only sold two of yeah. was was a Timmy clone. And like for a couple months, I was. Well, let's talk about flooring again. <laughs> for a couple months, I was I was talking with him about maybe doing a, a side project of doing different pedals with him designing the the enclosures and stuff and it didn't really amount to anything but while we were discussing this i came up with an overdrive with like a separate uh pre-gain channel um well not well yeah and uh we just we just shelved this and didn't talk about it for months and like one time he was he was home for uh another like Totally unrelated thing, and we were talking about this and about the fact that I was redesigning, uh, but we were redesigning the art on the blood. And he said, "You should just release that one thing that we had that we were supposed to do." And I had completely forgotten about it, so I just took it out of uh, wherever I let it. Uh, I, I put it, and then I tried it again. I was like, "Hey, yeah, it sounds good. It sounds like similar. It's in like in the same." Mm -hmm. uh, vein if you want and then i just uh i just took it out and we re-released that instead so that was uh, that was the version two so it's, this one this one has two buttons on it you know, most of your others look like they have one so these, these are foot switches tony <laughs> buttons. <Not> buttons. <laughs> i like to call them buttons <laughs> yeah the left the left one and there's actually like now it's like version 2.1 like there's uh the led has two colors it's yes. red and yellow yeah. so like the left foot switch is to engage like um a separate preamp so like on on the bypass switch you engage like the main gain stage which has its own clipping diodes to create distortion and like but the the gain on that stage is pretty lowish so, like, if you have, like, lead parts or you want something in your songs with a little bit more grit, you can engage the separate preamp and, like, you get, it helps you push it. It's basically like using, like, a boost pedal in front of an overdrive. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So, that, so the, uh, the, the, the left foot switch is uh, what it controls the, uh, the pre, pre sec or the, but, or the uh, knob that says pre. Is that yeah, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And it also turns it also turns the LED red. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's yellow. yellow. That uh, yellow. That's the part that I <laughs> that confused me because when it's straight when it's on it's red. Oh. And usually, like red is more. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> or like blood. <laughs> that no, that well, explains because I was thinking it was working in opposite. But yeah, it actually I was working in opposite. Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, it's just a matter of taking the LED and putting it on like the other way, like the other the other side. So Don't I can I can us. I can mod yours if you want. <laughs> well, I'd like it green and red. Yeah. Uh, so this is a this is a really solid sounding yeah. overdrive. I mean, there's a reason that this is done as well as it has for as long as it has. Um, and and you got great knobs on. You kind of went with all the same knobs on all the pedals, and these are like you notice there's two the set screws ones. per knob. I know that is class. That is, yeah. They yeah, don't. we changed them only recently because we used to use different knobs mm -hmm. that were a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. We figured we would maybe change it up a bit. I think it looks better because it, 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 it lets the graphics show. Did you do that more. based on the Serpens release? 
Not really. Okay. I mean, yeah, it was, it came up at about like the same time. The same time. But uh, but no, it, it was just like a design change that we picked up well, that's on. A, that's a killer pedal. That's a great, if you're looking for just a really solid drive that has maybe just a little something different or extra, the Blood Oath is, um, is a, a great place to start. Uh, what's next? Uh, let's see here. We got, let's, let's go in order in chronologic order. How about that? Uh, pull up the locust fellas. Tell us about the locust. The mint. Um, yeah, this one is the one that I think that it's this, the second most work I put in, in a design, like the circuit that's inside had like two completely different versions before that. And like, I remember that it's the first circuit design that I tried doing like from really, really scratch. Like I did the math and I did like breadboard experimentation and I did, I went on forums and posted the circuit and tried Hey, if you guys like people more experimented have like maybe tips or suggestions or recommendations to make it better. So yeah, so I had people tell me like, hey, this is wrong, this is wrong, that's not good, that could be better. So I decided to just go back to the drawing board like twice. So that took about a year to come up with that version. Well, and, uh, we, we just talked about this with Dr. No. And, uh, you know, the, the, the notion that you are able to say, I've put in this much work, but it's still not right yet. And then kind of keep scrapping it and keep breaking it and pushing it and poking it till it's right. It takes a lot of discipline. And I think that says a lot about um, the effort that you put into your work. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Like like when when you start designing a pedal, like I know I know some people will say that they have like this exact idea of what they want, but personally I don't. Like I have this general idea. Like for the locust, I wanted something that was really, really, really aggressive, but really, really uh dirty and and violent and raw. Like I had I had feelings. I had Something sounds like but sounds I, like Tony's dating. Uh, <laughs> nothing more than feelings. <laughs> okay, it might not have been the best wording, but yeah, I had I, I knew what I wanted, but not from a, an objective way. I could I couldn't describe exactly. Yeah, yeah angst. You'll know when you hear it. You'll know when you see it. I, yeah. I can get down with that. Yeah, totally. That, so so, tell us so about this so yeah. So uh, it's extremely high gain. And like, you know, like you have these pedals made like for metal, like, well, the good old metal zone, they sound like really modern, really tight and really like, um, the distortion uh, is like too tight. Yeah. Or, or, this or one it's, is, it's very contained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for contained. And this one is totally the opposite. It's loose. It's like, it. like there's a gain knob, like you can turn it down, but you can't really turn it down so much that it's actually low gain. So it's, it's really, really explosive right from the get go. And, uh, yeah, so there's this and like, there's the tone knob, which works with depth, uh, switch. So you basically have two, uh, modes if you want, one of them, uh, cuts more into the frequencies that, uh, than when it's not active. And so you, on, on one side, you get something that's really incisive, really cuts through and has a lot of high frequencies in it. I don't, I don't like to call it a fuzz because to me, fuzz pedals are really, you know, like Velcro-y. Yeah. And that's not exactly what it does, but you can 
depending on the rest of your setup, you can have that sound, but that's not what I was going for. Right. And then uh, because of that, because I'm dropping so much frequencies, uh, filtering so much of them, like you have uh, a little bit of volume drop. And then if you take the depth knob all the way to the right, well, you get less of this of these frequencies drop. So you get a little bit of a volume of this volume back. I see. And uh, yeah, so I think that um, in the end, what I came up with was something that's that could be useful in uh, like Doom or Sludge or Stoner bands more than, you know, like these Duggy or Genty hardcore bands. Yes. That works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All the things you said. Uh, well, I'm a sucker for a, for a little switch on a pedal. So, <laughs> yeah, but not to I, mention I know the giant locust. Yes. <laughs> well, that was all Sam's though, because I, I know like the name, the, the name I came, I came it, I came with it just because of, you know, like the sound that you can imagine if you think of a, of a swarm of locusts. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. I, I just, get it. I just told Sam that and he went along with it. With this one, um, are you, do you typically like to put this maybe, does it work well with the blood oath or, or is it, do you kind of typically use it one or the other? Well, from a salesman standpoint, I will say <laughs> yes, but the truth is that there's so much gain into it that regardless of what you put before it, pushing it further won't really do any, well, it, of course it's going to change change how it sounds but not so much it's gonna yeah. make like an actual useful difference like of course you're gonna hear it distort even more but at some point it, it gets you have so much gain that i won't say it becomes unusable but it's less yeah. usable maybe it's interesting what you're describing to me uh, when i've tried to talk when i've tried to explain distortion and i'm not an engineer so i just have to just explain it the way i hear it but you brought up a good point about like um, uh, typical like maybe a metal distortion or something where it's it's very to me I've always explained it as very like the waves are very tight and uh, extremely uniform and this feels like almost either a loose wave distortion or a very asymmetric distortion. It's 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 really all about frequency shaping. Like gain is gain and like harmonics are harmonics like uh -huh. the way you create clipping in a circuit i'm, I'm not going to get into details because it's going to get really boring really fast but yeah. like the way you create clipping and gain there's it's 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 just a signal being like amplified and getting louder and louder so the the, the way what, what you hear in the end is just like the way you you shape these frequencies or you tame some of them or you cut into some of them or amplify others it's it it's all that matters like yeah. in in drive pedals well well you so, captured something pretty unique here um I, this is this is one that is a lot of fun to to play around with to find the this the exact to me this was um it wasn't necessarily sweep on the knobs and every place sounded amazing with my particular setup i i i played with it and and kind of got like oh wait right there and then and, yeah and i like that it's I'll, I'll say straight out it, it's not for everybody unless you play real loud and you play real real aggressive music right like if you just play in your bedroom like it's gonna sound good but never as good as in in a real setup yeah 
I get that. Next, the famed Amaterasu. Amaterasu. I feel like we might have to simplify the name. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, it, it, it's actually one of our most popular and it's one of our most simple. Like it's... Like I said earlier, I wanted to cover the 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 gain spectrum before moving on to like other things. And uh, at that point, we had the Blood Oath, which was low mid gain overdrive, and then the Locust, which was a very high gain distortion pedal. So I wanted to have just just this very easy to use uh, preamp slash boost pedal to just help you make your your uh your signal louder just to push whatever that came after uh into breakup like whether it was your amplifier or other drive pedals yeah this so, this one was actually my favorite of the bunch um because it it really re- reminded me of my beloved EP booster except this one is actually a step better with the bright switch um cuz you know the the EP booster kind of it does essentially the same thing it kind of just gives it that mm, little bit right. of grit. Yeah. But this, uh, I found playing with the bright switch was kind of even more fun. Yeah. And Tony plays a little more, I guess, cleaner, straightforward. Yeah. Uh, no fuzz. Yeah. No fuzz. <laughs> but um, it likes the power. He's but uh, got but, the I, power. but I like I like I like the sound. Yeah. I just don't like it all clipped. Uh, the the original idea for the tone switch because people have said told me that. Why? Why didn't you just go with uh, with a knob like that? You could that the amount of trouble that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to have it just just for simplicity, something that you would set on your favorite setting and just leave it there. Yeah. And the idea was to just be able to cut if you had like uh, a lot of trouble, trebly content, and maybe sibilance. I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, like I know that. Uh, people playing telecasters with like other drive pedals. Sometimes it's really like, especially with Fender amps, it's really uh, yeah. trebly. Oh, yeah, so maybe yeah, you want to cut real, back on that. Bright, yeah. But the catch is, uh, oh, I'm going to do a little reveal today. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, because we've been uh, we've been teasing. Pull back uh, the kimono, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> We've been what teasing. are you wearing under your kimono? <laughs> well, wait a minute. T- wait, wait. Let, let, let's get through. Let's get through your the pedals here first, and then do your reveal. All right. All okay. Right. All right. Okay. So your Amaterasu. Uh, no, I'm going to say this right. Amaterasu. Amaterasu. Nice. Amaterasu. Okay. Um. So I, I'm I'm glad that you didn't put a, a like a tone knob on here because for whatever reason I think. Um, two knob pedals for what I, I, I would rather have one knob and a switch. I know that this, it's, it's a purely mechanical, weird sort of <laughs> desire. <laughs> two knobs, no desire. One knob and a switch, total desire. What I don't know really about one knob and two switches. Uh, no, no, don't go there. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, anyways, yeah, this is, uh, I think a lot of people have, have, uh, really, gone for this because it is it just does make your sound yeah good yeah more good more good more good more gooder matter more gooder i think yeah that that uh, has been coined on uh i think the uh 
our, our, our friends at the Guitar Nerds. Guitar uh, Nerds, yeah. Like and, and I love the <laughs> art on this one, too. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, and it killed me that they had that on bef- while I was, been, was waiting to get you on. Like, oh, I was like, dang it. <laughs> That's okay. Late breaking news. We got this one. Ha ha. Um, so, yeah. Tell us about the artwork on this. Damn, that's you. Uh, again, <laughs> again, Seb, Seb does all the legwork, so it's actually super easy for me. Uh, he gives me the name, and does the, does the I, name have any meaning? Uh, no. Yeah, it's the it's the sun goddess. Ah, oh yeah, <laughs> like you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you, do. <laughs> oh yeah. I like no, the I mean, sun goddess, uh, the old sun goddess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've personally, I've, I, I have had like this, well, I won't say fascination, but I have this, um, I like traditional Japanese culture. I've done martial arts for a lot of my younger years. So it was just something that I wanted to do. Dig it. You have a special respect for it. That's what you're I saying. think you can say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we it's funny we we have a, a lot in common. I'm r- really quite into feudal Japan myself. So, um, you want to be friends? Yeah, we should, <laughs> we should nerd out. <laughs> you could play Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> together. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, much to talk about later. So, uh, okay, let's get to the latest and greatest one that you have. The super sexy. I mean. Honestly, this is one of the sharpest looking pedals out there for sure. It's got gold on the serpents. Uh, this one, uh, everybody out there who is is playing along will have seen this on the Instagram more than likely. And it's got the space guy with the snakes coming out of his face. I hate I told when Sam it happens. That- <laughs> <laughs> I, I told Sam that I wanted it to look like either a nightmare or an acid trip. <laughs> yes, no, we're both. mission accomplished. <laughs> like at, at first, what I had in mind was like the constellation called Serpent. So I said, "Oh, you could have like this dude fighting a snake." But then he came up with that, and I was like, "Dude, we're keeping that." Yeah, <laughs> or it could cool. be Medusa's son became an astronaut. That's true. Something That's like that. Um, so women we got, can be astronauts too. That's right. Could mm-hmm. be Medusa's daughter. Yes. Okay. okay, anyways. Wow. <laughs> so tell us about this awesome pedal before these two jugheads take this any further. Okay, uh, so I felt like after covering the gain spectrum, like a compressor would be like the next logical step. Uh-huh. But little did I know that it would be that complicated to come up with. Like, um, there, were, there are so many different types of compressor that you could go for. Like, you can go with... Uh, like, well, I, I went too much into technical details, but you can get into optical or uh, TA voltage control amplifiers. You can get into like so many different types of compressors. So I had to pick mm-hmm. and I didn't really have any way to make a choice. So I just started experimenting. So I tried working with, first of first, I tried working with existing designs just to try to figure out how distortion work, uh, not distortion, not compression worked and stuff like that. So uh, at some point I just felt like optical was more fun because there's this, um, I don't know, it just, it just felt more fun and less, it, it, it's, it feels more organic to me. Like, um, oh, somebody just opened up the beer. <laughs> that was me. 
<laughs> so um, yeah, so I feel like optical as I, I want to say non-linearity, but it's also a technical term. But um, I don't want to misuse it. But yeah, I feel like um, the way optical circuitry works, there's this not randomness, or yeah, it's more organic. So anyhow, I started uh, just working on one iteration, then another, and it was really 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 hard to make it work like at some point i was i almost gave up and i had john from electronic audio experiment uh that guy is he, by the way he says hi uh, <laughs> yeah he's he's a maniac <laughs> yeah he is but but dude is so helpful and he's always down to give you a hand when you need it so i remember like one night we were chatting and i was showing him like what I was doing and showing him part of my schematics and stuff. And he just helped me figure out things that I needed to know to make it all work. So yeah, after a while it, it took that one took, I think a little bit over a year to come up with the final version and I make remember it. you telling me in our, that you were working on this thing and I said, <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. And that's how long it took. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Finally, like last December was actually when we were supposed to do this thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I released it. So yeah, so Excellent. it's what it is. It's well, it's an optical compressor. It has like contrary to a lot of compressors, uh, which you only, where you only have like one like compression knob. Like this one, the compression is uh, set with. Um, Two different controls like on the one hand you have like the main the main part where your guitar signal goes through um where you can set the gain and the higher it goes the more room it has to actually limit or to compress and then there's what we call the side chain like the actual part of the circuit that makes the that tries to detect how loud you're playing and then uh, um, I t- totally forgot where I was going with that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, wow. aside from all the cool things that you just described that this does, uh, it looks awesome too. And the gold knobs are killer. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, compression pedals are still one of those things that's a bit of a black art to even... I mean, we've talked about compression pedals many, many times. And I, <laughs> I still... Uh, until until totally I think you're in a live situation or even a studio situation. Yeah. I know my bass player needs one, that's for sure. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, li- a limiter for the bass player. Yeah. I've been told by many people that <laughs> if you play out live, a compression pedal is pretty important to have. Well, it, it is. It, it, yeah, I, well, go ahead. You, we'll let but uh, like, it also depends. Like, I love pedals like people in the audience won't even be able to tell that you're using yeah mm-hmm. like and compression compression is, is is special like for guitar players in the sense that like in like if you ask a studio engineer they're gonna tell you that uh you shouldn't really be able to tell that there's compression on right, like right. the, the mm-hmm. goal of compression is to control dynamics so that if you play like a part that's quieter and then after that, you start playing and you start strumming a little bit harder that there's not going to be like this huge change in volume. So right. that's that's the job of, of a of compressor. compressor. <laughs> then you have like uh, pedal consumers like 
a lot of people when you when you spend money on something you want to know that it's useful you want to know what it does yeah. you want to feel it and as guitar player as guitar players you want to you want to hear it so like guitar players talk a lot about you know like the squish thing with yeah. compressors and like studio engineers would tell you that when you start hearing this thing that we call squish that you've you're putting in too much too compression right yeah but that's there's this like duality where guitar players want this squish thing but that's not really what the compressor is meant for tell them that's what the led is for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the LED, when, it's, when it's on it's on <laughs> when it's on it's on yeah cool man well uh you got a fine range of pedals so far um and i say so far because you want to tell us about something new oh that's right well we're not we're not definitely not stopping there um well yeah like i i was i was gonna say earlier we've been teasing on instagram for the last couple of weeks about this new pedal coming out called the Tsukuyomi. And uh, I remember like last December, I was supposed to do the Serpent's Reveal on your show and I didn't. <laughs> so, uh, mm. so we're going to do yes. that now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we've been somewhat secretive about it. Uh, so basically the Amaterasu that we were talking about earlier is getting a uh, version two. Uh, and this like like the version one was the the tone switch was uh a high cut so it removed a little bit of the higher frequencies but i felt like it could go a little bit further so we still have that thing where we cut a little bit of the higher frequencies but we actually added uh another treble boost like um we i'm gonna go a little bit of technical info but we add more gain at the 3.3 kilohertz our frequencies uh just had a little bit more of uh presence so it would the version 2 of the maturatsu would be best used with uh a darker setup maybe um like uh with the uh, humbuckers and stuff like that cool. and yeah, and parallel to that, we're also releasing the Tsukuyomi, which is, as you might have guessed, because of the similarities of uh, in design and name and theme, is not actually a new, a new pedal, but it's a variant of the Amaterasu. But instead of the treble boost, it's getting a mid-boost centered at about 900 oh, hertz. Oh, yeah. Wow. So that one will be better for uh, maybe treble your setup if you want to give a little bit more body or presence to it nice and that also looks killer too and when when will there be a when will there be a tone knob on this no <laughs> when, when are you releasing this uh we're waiting for enclosures right now because we don't do that in house yet so technically this should be uh sometime next month in august Hey, spe August, spe okay. speaking of enclosures, Todd and I were talking about this a little bit. Um, is is it is it a screen pro silk screen process or is it a um, uh, using a UV printer? And I don't want to say too much because okay. like that's not my department. I okay. don't know a lot about printing stuff, but I know that it's like the the, the color is powder coating, like okay. for the actual box, and the printing is uh, made with a. Uh, UV printer. I don't oh, okay. know the process. Okay. I have no idea, but I know that it looks good. Yeah, it looks great. All oh, that absolutely. matters. <laughs> Killer, man. Good work, you guys. Um, 
Okay. Well, hey, I just appreciate you guys so much coming on and and talking and telling us about your pedals and how you got here and your creative process. It is always exciting to hear that and informative. Make sure everybody checks out the Ground Control audio page and Instagram and and gets some stuff. We have a little segment called Would You Rather? All right. Wrap it up, son. Okay. This week's uh, Would You Rather. So, you're driving down the road <laughs> in your Pinto. Okay. A Ford and Pinto. A Ford Pinto. Somehow, somehow you have uh, one that made it. Yep. A, a 70s Ford Pinto. <laughs> Which are famous for catching on fire. That's right. Uh-oh. I smell a scenario. That's that's correct. And the scenario is your Princeton Reverb is in the back and the darn thing catches fire and you know you have the gumption to get that thing out of that car because you care more about the amp than the than the stupid car. So you grab the amp and amp's worth more than the car. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so you're like, okay, I got to take it to my guy down at the at the at the shop so the to get Tolex it fixed. Got burned off. The, yeah, the Tolex guy is going to do my amp for me. Right. Okay. The Tolex guy. So the Tolex guy down at the thing. Well, what's his name? Duh. Mike the Tolex guy? It's, his name is uh, Tooley Tolex. Sticky. Tooley. Okay, anyway. Tolex. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but he's out of stock. He only has two things. In what, shop. what does he have, Jared? He's got either my personal favorite. Don't know. You're giving this away already. Uh, see, you gave it so away. mix it up. Wait, mix you're, it you're up. shuffling your cards. Okay, now which one is it? Okay. <laughs> By the way, guys, we're all dead. Yeah. Fire, yeah. We're, all dead. we're ghosts, but yeah. we're still going to, you know, yes. Tolex RM. Yes. <laughs> Either Posthumously. snake skin Tolex Ooh. or purple sparkle Tolex. That's purple all that's sparkle. left? That's all that's left oh, in the guy's man. shop. Those wow. are some terrible choices. That's or right. awesome Mixed. choices. <laughs> uh, Tony, what are you going to pick? Yeah. I'm going with the snake. Okay. Is it is it real snake skin? No, 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 I wish it was. And is it is this the <laughs> the white, the pure white kind of uh, like, or or is this anaconda, white okay. and brown, like a rattler, white and brown, yeah, oh, white and blue, like, Ooh, a like a rattler, okay. uh, or a rattler, <laughs> or a rattler. Let's go for Sam. What are you taking? Uh, definitely the snake skin. Gonna go for that hair metal. Awesome, awesome. Uh, let's see, Jared. Purple sparkle, baby. Yeah, we figured. Yep. I got I got a guitar in the works that's got. Literally has purple sparkle on it. Yeah, we saw it. Yep. I, I tried to. Blink, you knew I was going to choose that. I know. Uh, Seb, what are you taking? I don't go with the creative decisions here, so I'll go with Sam and <laughs> go with Snake. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Todd? Uh, what will you take, Todd? Uh, my my gut sparkle. instinct is to say Snake Skin, but I got. I think I'm going to have to go with purple sparkle Yay! on this one. Wow. I know. Who the fuck is right? different? I'm in. Yeah. Well, okay, so we got a couple things to take care of real quick. First of all, I want to find out where can people get your stuff? Oh, those at Ground Control. Huh. Uh, well, this year we've started doing, uh, working with our first retailers. Like, if you live in the UK, like, our pedals are going to be at James Home of Tone very soon. And we're also in, uh, in Japan from uh with uh lab international and apart from that uh you can get them like straight from our website or like we have this uh, uh e-commerce thing where you just pick like you can 
check out the demos on the product pages and just buy them online. We're also on Reverb. And if you're not sure, you can just, like, I take care of the Instagram account. You can just come on and just drop me a private message and ask your questions. I'm, I love talking about this. And sometimes I go on and you have to stop me. But uh, yeah, like... <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'll be happy to answer your questions and awesome. help you with that. Sounds good. I also want to point out that not only do you have your pedals on sale on your website, but you also have posters of your artwork. That is cool. I wish more pedal makers did oh, that. Totally, yeah. Uh, super, super cool, especially the Serpents one. Um, I printed on, on gray, which looks amazing. We do have posters and we have like not a lot, but some left. But when they're out, we're going to make some and I have yet to hang out mine. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Tony, where can people find you? Well, let's say you're looking for a custom pick guard for your guitar. Uh, if I were you, yep. I'd go over to pickguardian.com. Perfect. That would be a great place to go. That'll get it done. And let's just suppose you wanted to see some of the things that this guy, Tony, at Pick Guardian's working on. Uh-huh. Instagram. You might go to Instagram or Facebook or any of the Perfect. social media. All the things. But it's great fun. MySpace. Excellent. <laughs> Jared, where are you going? Well, BrandonWellandPickups.com. Yep. We do boutique pickups um, built your way. We do vintage style, and we also do uh, rewinds, and we have a fast turnaround at a reasonable price. Perfect. And they yep. sound amazing. Thank you. Find and me on Instagram, too. Yep. BrandonWoundPickups.com. That's right. Uh, and for me, you can just drop me a line at Todd at TheGuitarKnobs.com or catch me on Instagram. Uh, Tony, I think you got a couple things to point out. At this point in our program, we would like to thank our executive producers. That's right. Excellent. And uh, you might be asking yourself, how do I become an executive producer All the time. for such a phenomenal podcast mm-hmm. as The Guitar Knobs? Sure. Answer is quite simple. Simply go to patreon.com forward slash The Guitar Knobs. Yep. And find out. We have various levels. At each level, you get something special for being part of the Guitar Knob family like, on Patreon. Like a button. But I believe there is the creme de la creme level, which would mm-hmm. be the executive producer. And one, in addition to all the great prizes that you get, there's one more thing that you get. And Jared, what would that one thing be? You get to have your name read on the thing. So that's what I'm going to do right now. Do it. I'm doing it right now. Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, David Wolfson, Matt Brammer, Carlos Mancha, Pete Marshall, Robin Smith, John Daly, Oliver Gonzalez, Sean Serpent, Chris Kearney, John Anglin, Robert Marfleet, Darren Gregory, Gary Goodman, and Son Beckett, Zach J. Wright, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Earl Flowers, and Doug Gann. Thank you all so much for being part of the Guitar Knobs Patreon family. We love Andy, you. Thank you so much. We couldn't do it without you. No, ser- you. In, all, in all seriousness, thank yep. you. Thanks. Guys. Yes, huge amount of all the thankses. Uh, okay, hey everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this show, the Guitar Knobs podcast. Um, it means a load to us that you are listening out there and digging guitar stuff. Thank you to Ground Control Audio for being awesome guests. We had a blast. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great to finally get to to talk to you. And um, uh, hey, everybody, have a great guitar weekend. Subscribe! 
I, well, I, that's I, it I, for I, these knobs. That, that was a mess. Do you have to get to Seb on? Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com. Do we have Seb talk? Yes, we did. Oh, did I miss that? Yes. on the floor blog and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.